0: Our next topic is to look at our genetics. Each one of us is a unique individual with a specific set of genes. These genes represent our genetic potential and are the culmination of millions of years of genetic mutation. Simply put, genetic mutation occurs randomly as the population grows and shares genes. Anything that helped the human species survive was passed on to the next generation. When a genetic modification occurred, which increased the ability of the human race to thrive and proliferate, it tended to become part of the future generation's DNA. For millions of years, the main cause of death for humans was starvation. Consequently, any mutation that prevented us from starving to death was passed on. Therefore, it should come as no surprise that there are numerous redundant systems that encourage weight gain and prevent weight loss. However. I'm more concerned about your health. As I stated before, you don't have to be thin to be healthy. So let's look at your genetic expression. Each of us has a unique genetic makeup, which is our genetic potential. When our genes are exposed to our environment, we get genetic expression. In a healthy environment, your healthy genes are expressed. However, if your environment includes little physical activity, an overabundance of processed food, and poor stress management, then your unhealthy genes are expressed. Clearly, your genetic potential and your genetic expression can be quite different depending on your environment. If you remember the movie Castaway, Tom Hanks played a FedEx executive with a very stressful job. Early in the movie, we see him at a Thanksgiving dinner living in our civilized environment, where he appears to be overweight, stressed out, and a candidate for high blood pressure, heart disease, and type 2 diabetes. Later in the movie, after his plane crashes, he is stranded on a desert island. He becomes lean, muscular, and fit. His genes did not change, but the specific demands of his new environment required much more activity and exercise, while providing a nutritionally superior diet composed of fewer calories, more fish, and no processed food. In short, the change in environment allowed his healthy genes to express themselves. Sure, his best friend was a volleyball, but in terms of his physical health, he was a completely different person. So let's take a closer look at who you are in terms of your genetic health potential. The best place to start is with your relatives. If you look at the health issues of your relatives, including your great-grandparents, grandparents, parents, aunts, uncles, brothers and sisters, you will get some insight into your genetic health potential if there is a history of heart disease, type 2 diabetes, or even cancer, then you are probably at a higher risk for those same health issues. The good news is there are steps you can take to significantly lower your risk for these chronic diseases. They include regular physical activity, healthy food, and stress management. Since each of us has a unique set of mental as well as physical genes, we need to work with our genetics to accomplish our health goals. Let me give you some examples. Most of us are aware that every January, people make New Year's resolutions to get healthier. These individuals have good intentions. They sign up at a fitness center and begin to exercise and go on diets. However, by March, many of them have given up. Why? It appears to me that the reason most people give up is their approach did not fit their individual genetics, both mental and physical. Let's look at mental genetics first. If a person chooses an exercise program that doesn't fit their personality, it's harder to stay committed. For instance, if an introvert joins a high-energy fitness class, they may feel uncomfortable and out of their element, which leads them to quit. Yet, if they had tried a video program that they could do in the privacy of their home, it may have been a better fit for their personality and allowed them to stick with and develop the exercise habit. On the other hand, an extrovert might thrive on a group class. Here are a few more mental genetics to consider. Someone with a type A personality, which is ambitious and competitive, might benefit from a 90-day challenge because they are genetically driven to compete. While a type B personality, which is easygoing and cooperative, may just enjoy going to the gym to see their friends and get a more moderate workout. Furthermore, Someone with a higher IQ may wish to know more about every aspect of exercise nutrition, while others may not care as much about the specifics as long as they get the positive health results. Another influence is called locus of control. An individual with internal locus of control feels that they can affect their health, while others with external locus of control feel that they are the mercy of the environment. The individual with an internal locus of control may be able to design and maintain their own nutrition and fitness program, while the person with an external locus of control might benefit from having a personal trainer who meets them at the gym and guides them through their exercise, as well as a nutritionist who helps them set up and create a healthy diet. So please understand, while we all need physical activity and balanced nutrition to be healthy, one size does not fit all. You need to find a program that is compatible with your genes. Now let's take a closer look at physical genetics and how they affect our health. Genetics dictate certain human variations. Some people are tall, some short, some have blue eyes, and others have brown eyes. These genetic traits are set and cannot be changed, while others have some variability. With regard to body type, there are three basic categories that were identified back in the 1940s. They are as follows, ectomorph, long and lean with little body fat and little muscle. Mesomorph, athletic, solid, and strong, not overweight or underweight. And then endomorph, high levels of body fat and muscle and gain weight easily. Keep in mind that these are generalizations and most people have characteristics from two or even three of these types. These are based on skeletal frame and body composition. In any event, you probably know someone who is an ectomorph, thin body type. It seems they can eat anything they want and not gain weight. There are numerous genetic factors that are involved in this phenomenon, but just because they are thin doesn't mean they are also naturally healthy. Like most of the body types, the food you eat, the physical activity you get, and how you manage stress have a huge impact on your health. As I mentioned earlier, over half the US population has one or more chronic disease, but not all are overweight. In fact, about one in four are ideal weight or even underweight. On the other hand, if your genetics are slanted towards endomorph, round body type, you can still be fit and healthy. An example would be an NFL lineman. Your body type also reflects what is known as set point or defendant weight. This phenomenon has become obvious to anyone who's tried to lose weight. Set point is the fact that your body wants to stay within 10% of your current weight. You may be able to lose about 10% of your weight, but after that point, your body gears up to resist further change. This situation also applies to ectomorphs, thin body type, who find it hard to gain weight. The good news is, if you lose 10% of your weight and maintain it, over time your body will develop a new set point and defend that weight. Let's look at some of the physical genetics. We all know someone who is always on the go while others are more laid back. Scientific research has now defined the spontaneous activity gene and the thrifty gene. The more you move, the more calories you burn, obviously. In addition, recent research clearly demonstrates that the human body needs physical activity to simply stay healthy. So while those individuals with the spontaneous activity gene may have an advantage over those who have the thrifty gene, It is clear that we all need to find ways to stay physically active. The same is true for nutrition. Genetics plays a role here too. You may know someone who is lactose intolerant. People with this genetic variation can't digest milk sugar. If they drink milk or even ice cream, they feel bloated and uncomfortable. This example is one of many individual genetic variations that affect our nutritional health. While we all benefit from the nutrients in fruits and vegetables, there may be a specific combination of these foods that work best for you. It appears because of our specific genetics, each of us has a preferred fuel. Your job is to find the food that provides all the essential nutrients and fits your healthy genetics. The fact is that some people do well on a vegetarian diet, while others maintain their health on a diet which includes meat. If your current food intake is causing your unhealthy genes to express themselves, then by definition, it is not your preferred fuel. As you can see, your unique genetics play an important role in your health. However, it is the interaction between genetic potential and your personal environment that produces genetic expression. So in the next podcast, we will explore your specific environment and its effect on your health. This is Tom Fox saying stay healthy, and I'll speak to you next time.